Hey, welcome to Conversations with my dear friend, Jeff Conway. My name is Susan. This is A Different Kind of Walk. My friend and co-host, retired longtime pastor, Jeff Conway, is suffering from a neuromuscular disorder that is slowly taking away control of his muscles. In today's episode, Jeff and I discuss his mother, Rini, who lives with Jeff and his wife, Patty. Rini is aging with dementia to the point where she's mentally like a three-year-old. Jeff also has two sons, Addison and Barrett, and he mentions Barrett here. My children make a couple special appearances as well. And lastly, we discuss our Enneagram numbers a lot. If you haven't heard of the Enneagram, go to www.enneagraminstitute.com and get to know yourself better through its depths. Enjoy today's episode. So that's something that I haven't really had to deal with yet. You know, I, I think about my parents aging and I think about like I envision me having to take care of them. And that being said, it's totally not a reality for me yet, at least not really. Um, yeah. My mom had a knee surgery last year, and then I actually just found out that my dad has cancer. Oh, you're but too yeah. young for that. What kind of cancer? It's for sure in his liver. It has also spread to his lungs, but they're not sure yet where it started. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that brings me back to my question. Um, how does it feel to parent your parent? Yeah, you know, you worked with me long enough to know my personality, so that just continues. So you have as much fun with it as you possibly can. So, you know, I trudge up the stairs inappropriately to get my mother up from bed and help her get dressed. So I have to brush her teeth because mm-hmm. she just puts it in there and, you know, spits out all the toothpaste and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have small kids. <laughs> I right. know what that's like. So yeah, so she's three. What are we doing now? Is it snowing? Mm-hmm. Is the question every single morning. Nice. Um, nope, it's not snowing. Uh just because she was so excited to see snow again when it, you know, after it snowed once, it, that was the question that's been every day since then. What is this? Uh, that's elephant meat and tenderized monkey. Really? <laughs> and that's where she knows I'm joking. So mm-hmm. she just eats it, but her brain knows it's me. Yeah. And it's a joke. Uh-huh. So she just eats it instead of having to tell her that's a bowl of Cheerios or, yeah. you know, whatever kind of a deal. So, um, which I did with Patty's mom also that I, I had this moment. I used to steal food off her plate all the time. <laughs> that was kind of our thing. And um, when she was really far gone and her food was really disgusting, <laughs> like everything was mashed. I fake stole off her plate and ate it. And her eyes just lit up. It was like, I know who you are. Aww. She couldn't say it. She couldn't do anything, but she knew. So, hi, hi Augie. Hi. How you doing? Good. 
good? What's it's up, Jeff Conway? Conway. It's good to see you. Oh. What do you mean? Um, it, it's time to go up. I know. Daddy's taking you up. Oh. You have 15 more minutes, dude. Oh. Have fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. Nice seeing you, Augie. Yeah, it's it's a little impossible to like sequester myself away. They always, oh, yeah, come in. <laughs> in the middle, yeah, anywhere, mm-hmm. the bathroom, whatever. Yeah. yeah, you're at an interesting stage, definitely. And Barrett is joining the Catholic Church. Okay. Uh, on Easter, so we'll be down there in Washington. So that'll be nice. That will be my first break since. July. Okay. Um, because we have um, somebody to come take care of Rainy for the weekend. Okay. So that will be my first time since July that I haven't been in her presence. Which, you know, is like a parent. Right. Absolutely. Oh. So, yeah. How do you deal with pain? Good question. Um, so you're, you're a seven on the Enneagram. I'm a one. So I am. So I'm six further along than you. (laughs) It's true. We all know (laughs) that they advance as they go up. in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes. So I'm a one very primitive. Um, so what that means when it comes to pain is that I'm not afraid of pain. I'm afraid of not reacting well to pain. Yeah. So like, I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of there being a ton of pain right before I die, which would then cause me to do like you mentioned your friend, like cursing and yelling and, and when that was never him. Right. That's, that's what I'm most afraid of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so does that translate into all things? Because you want to do things right. Yeah, I want to do things right. And I, I definitely want to, I think the biggest thing for me specifically as a one is like, I want to be a trustworthy person. So that's the paying attention to the detail stuff that you're good at. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely yeah. translated into that as yeah. a web designer and a graphic designer. Like, yep. It's all the perfection gets placed there. Yep. Yeah. You're doing a good job as a one. <laughs> Thank you. You honestly, are. Honestly, I, when I first found out I was a one, I was so upset because I saw all the other ones. As and upset I was, as I was when I wasn't <laughs> a four, I was a seven. You. Joy. I'm you not were- joy. I'm unique. <laughs> well yeah you were so latched on to the four i do feel like that would be a loss to all of a sudden like decide to like move over to thank goodness it was the second highest score if it was way down yeah you'd feel really bad so what um yeah so i felt so horrible that i was a one because all the other personalities seemed amazing and mine was the one that was horrible but what ended up completely changing my mind on it was actually being introduced to Richard Rohr because Ah. he's a one. Father Richard Rohr is a Franciscan priest.
and the founder of the Center for Action and Contemplation in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's also the author of many books, including What the Mystics Know and Everything Belongs and The Art of Letting Go. To learn more, go to cac.org. Because ah. he's a one. And is he really? He is a one. And I honestly, the amount of joy that exudes from that man in how he talks and who he talks to, everything, just how much he loves other people and is so non-judgmental. It, it gave me a lot of hope. And I'm like, okay, if that's what a one can be, then I'm on board. Yeah. 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 And nobody's perfect. Right. So I get that. But from my point of view, you were the least judgmental person. I. Yeah, it probably comes out more when it comes to my son. Um, because he and I are very, very similar. And ah. Yeah. And there are times when I'll see things that he is prone to and I know exactly what that is because I'm that way. And it's maybe something about myself that I've hated for years. Um, and I just, I don't want him to turn out that way. And so right. then I'm harder on him than I probably would be on other people. And yeah, I think I, I told Gary, my husband the other day, just that I, I need to make sure that I kind of just use words of affirmation with Augie. I, I need to make sure that I'm actually pointing out the ways in which I think he's doing great. Um, because there are times he's not a one, I'm pretty sure he's an eight. Um, but, but there's a lot of overlap there. And there are times when I feel like he needs to be knocked down a peg because he's so pompous and arrogant. He's seven, but he's totally pompous and arrogant and I hate it. Even if he's dead wrong, he will correct you with the conviction that he is 100% right. And yeah. I just look at him and dead in the eye and I'm like, you are absolutely wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. So... <laughs> I need to be careful to do the other side too. too. Right. Um, You're supposed to go potty right now. I don't usually go down there, babe. That's scary. It's not scary to go potty. <laughs> <laughs> you and Rosie, go ahead. Go potty. That's what you're supposed to do right now. Potty and brush your teeth. Okay. Rosie, can you shut the door, please? Oh, okay. So... Let's get back to joy and pain. How does raising kids and caring for your own parents relate to the connection of joy and pain? God is with us through everything. And it's not just Western culture, even though we get beat up a lot about wanting to be happy and wanting to have things and wanting and wanting and wanting. Uh, there are similar issues in Africa, in Central Asia and Asia and uh, Eastern Europe and Russia that has more of that Eastern thought of being in their writings more than doing. Mm. And so sometimes we beat ourselves up in the West that we're all about doing. 
which is appropriate sometimes, but um, it's a human condition that we're all broken. And we've all been born with that. And anybody who tries to say that we're not is disproved the second they look over there or over there or right here that we're either born perfect or we can become perfect good people ourselves. History for as long as history is known has proven that that's not true. And so we have to live with the pain that we have, the pain that we cause, the pain that is brought upon us. And so that helps me manage physical pain with a smile, even though it's exhausting. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, when you talk about my daily life, it's just exhausting, everything. I cut three chicken breasts. Listeners, remember Jeff's disorder is starting to affect his speech. I cut three chicken breasts into cubes yesterday and I seasoned them with an Ethiopian spice that you need to get yourself some Burberry, which is this beautiful blend of cinnamon and cumin and clove and coriander and anyway. Um, But as soon as I was done cutting them and I threw them in the bag with all the spices to sit for a little bit. I just had to come lay down because my arms hurt so bad, just cutting three goofy chicken breasts. Um, uh, I did wash my hands before I came and laid down. (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) We have to be careful with chicken. So um, joy and pain are vanilla and hot fudge sauce. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember being in a slum with a woman whose daughter had died mm-hmm. already. And she was raising the granddaughter who was going to the school. Okay. And she was making bracelets or something to pay for tuition. You know, when I talked to Adam about COVID in Kenya, Adam Gould. Adam Gould being the founder and executive director of Edukenya, which creates schools in the Mathari slum of Nairobi, Kenya. Their goal is to break the cycle of poverty through purposeful, transformative education. For more information, go to edukenya.org. That's edukenya.org. He said that the average age in Kenya is 19. Mm. And that is probably why their death rate is so low. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they've lost a whole generation ahead of that to AIDS. Gotcha. So, because I was like, how are 500,000 people living with sewers going down the middle of the trail in between all the houses and, you know, no kind of 
ventilation protection from anything, anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and no mask wearing or any of that kind of stuff. So it's like, you just have to remember the average age in, really in Kenya young. is 19. And it just kind of, that just kind of floored me. But so I was with this woman in one of those tin huts who had lost her daughter, who's raising her daughter's child, lost her daughter to AIDS, raising the granddaughter, sending her to the school that Adam Gould started. But her other son had been missing for three nights and he had been addicted to the homemade alcohol in the slum, Mm. which, you know, one tweak of the measurement of however they made it could make it poisonous. Mm. So she didn't know if he was alive or dead Mm. because she hadn't seen him in three days. So she's in all that pain and she wanted to pray for us. Yeah. And she was so filled with joy with the gift her granddaughter was receiving and the gift that she had herself from God that she could be smiling with that joy at the same time she was crying for where's my son. They just went together and they just do. And if you try to come part and them, I think that just causes harm to your spiritual journey and your emotional journey and more than likely your physical journey, whatever that does to your body when you shut those, shut those things off. Thanks for joining us for A Different Kind of Walk. Come back next time when we discuss the Camino de Santiago hike that Jeff is planning to do in a wheelchair with his friends this September. Until next time, live well.